Show. Where Ohio throws down. Ohio is on fire. Episode 191. I am the host, Daniel Diesel. Tonight on this episode, we have an interview of Don Montgomery. She is the leader of Raise the Bar Studios in Dayton, Ohio. Of course, she is the widow of the late, great Mo Beats. As she took over the studios after his sudden passing, and she has emerged as a bright mind in the music industry among hip hop artists in the urban music scene here in Dayton, Ohio. And it was a great interview. We learned about um, what she cares about. We learned about her life as a little kid living in the city and the artists that she likes and what she thinks of the music scene right now. And she shares some stories about Mo Beats and how he met him and how she met him. I think it's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It's now time for O-M-V-P, Ohio's Most Valuable Pedestrian, ooh-ah. And of course, this is a continuation of my new list, as I've listed three people so far. This is now number four. And what it is with this list, not only do I recognize these people, but I make it a point to eventually interview these guys. So it's something I'm working on. But OMVP, it goes to someone who did something interesting in the state of Ohio, or sometimes it's a group of people, or an entity, or perhaps a, um, a non-living object who got attention in Ohio. That's what OMVP is all about. And with OMVP, there's always a story. There's always some type of video or newspaper article that talks about why this person or people, they did what they did. So let's get to the story for this week's OMVP. But this is coming. This article comes from the WashingtonPost.com. Her commencement cap is dedicated to school shooting victims who died before getting to graduate. Of course, this story was written by Katie Midler. So let's get. I'll read the first three, four sins of the story. This is a really long article, and I do recommend that you read it. But for time's sakes, I'll read part of it here. High school graduation was just weeks away, and Gina Warren was discussing commencement cap crafting with friends. Boys would wear blue, and girls would wear gold. The school colors at Tears Valley High School in Ohio. For the flat part of their square caps, students plot decorations of the usual variety. Thank yous, federal quotes, the colors of their future universities. And here's a quote from Warren. I thought about it, Warren said, and I, and I was like, I need to do something meaningful. The 18-year-old senior has always been one to act on her beliefs, in the spring of 2018, after a gunman killed 17 students and teachers in Parkland, Florida, Warren walked out of her rural Ohio high school twice to protest gun violence and spotlight victims of school shootings. Then at prom last year, she assented her black dress with orange, the color of the gun violence prevention movement. She wore an orange ribbon pin that read HOPE in all caps and swiped on bright orange eyeshadow. Her black sneakers were bedazzled with the word enough. It was her way, Warren said, of honoring all the students who had been killed at school before they could make it to their own proms. Of course, there is a picture of you go to WashingtonPost.com. Gina Warren wrote enough on her prom shoe in 2018 to honor the students who had died in school shootings, and they were never able to attend the high school ritual, and also none of them were able to graduate high school. So that's the even sadder part of all of this. I will read three more sentences and I'll share my thoughts. And now, weeks away from her commencement, she was reminded that those same students wouldn't get to graduate either. Warren had found her meaningful idea. She started researching. 
by Wednesday evening, her cap was complete. On Thursday night, she posted it on Twitter. I decorated my graduation cap, she typed, then hit send on the video. She had no idea hundreds of thousands of people were about to see. The video showed her lifting her graduation cap, now plastered with a large black and white QR code, and snapping a photo of her phone that led to a web page she had built. On it, it was a list. Black background, white writing that she had assembled in Photoshop. I graduated right at the top. These high school students couldn't. And you can visit that website. This website that Gina Warren made, it is at ie.me slash I graduated. So you can go there, and of course in the description of the show, I will link the website. And she made this herself. I don't think she's going to expand on it any further. This is going to be like a one-page only website. And you can read it for yourself, and it's very gut-wrenching, because it is true. These kids, they could not graduate high school. They could continue their lives. So I'm going to go ahead and share my thoughts. That's very thoughtful. I know a lot of people have done their own dedications to kids that have lost their lives over the years. And it's very tragic. There's no more tragic than hearing a kid lose his or her life really early on. And that's what happened to these kids. They were just going to high school. Or sometimes it was middle school. It wasn't always just high school. There's been elementary shootings and middle school shootings and even college shootings. It's happened on various different campuses throughout the country and throughout the world. And of course what Gina Warren was doing, it's more of a focus on here in the United States of America. And it's very tragic, because I, I would say it was around 1999 after the Columbine High School shooting is when this whole unfortunate phenomenon has begun. It is usually a lone shooter. You, these people that do the shootings, they are normally depressed. They are full, they're filled with anger and hatred at their victim, or the victimizer. And they want, they want revenge. This is really a revenge plot. A revenge plot by the lone wolf killer and they go out and just kill people that don't deserve it which I guess no one really deserves to die um, I mean I guess it depends um, some people will say all oh, this person deserves to die so I guess that itself is a murky subject but these are kids that we're talking about these are um, young people and it is and I'm reading this list now the people that did die thanks to um, mass shootings it's it's awful And I'll be more specific, I believe her list, Gina Warren's list, is actually is a focused on high schools. Because it, it definitely doesn't include the elementary shootings that happened a few years back. This is more of a focus on high school. Because she herself is a um, senior. She was a senior in high school and she's going to move on to college. And Gina Warren, that is that is amazing token of gesture on your part to do this. Of course, she's made headlines with this. And Gina, you seem like a smart person. They showed a picture of her at this article that I read. She seems really bright. She was towards the top of her class in GPA, really smart. You know what? If she ran for president tomorrow, I'd probably vote for her. She sounds like she knows what she's doing. And I think the future is in good hands thanks to people like Gina Warren, who's looking out for those that have lost their lives, and she's worried about the future of those who wish to live it in peace. So she's very thoughtful. And she's doing this out of Ohio, so Ohio needs to be proud for someone like Gina Warren. And also the key, the QR code. That's really smart because that's really popular nowadays with QR codes. You scan, you know, with this whole digital ear that we live in, the, the QR code is very popular and it's in use a lot. And Gina Warren decided to use this 
as part of her tribute. So, for this episode, Gina Warren, not only did you make an amazing tribute to the high school students of Ohio and throughout the world who couldn't continue on with their lives due to a tragic shooting, Gina Warren, you're an inspiration to all. You should be proud of yourself for thinking about others. It's, yeah, it's really cool what you're doing. And hopefully you'll do great things in the future for this country as you go on and better yourself in college, whatever it is that you do. You're going to be an impact. People's going to hear about you for years to come. Hopefully one day I get to interview you because you're on my list. You're on the new list of, oh, MVP. That's O-H. MVP, Ohio's Most Valuable Pedestrian, for episode 191, fourth ever on the new list. Gina, you did it. Round of applause. What's your definition of success? Graduating, and without all that college debt. Hiring someone out of college with the right skill set. Taking my passion and turning it into a career. Your success starts here, Owens Community College. Welcome everyone. We are here at Proto Build Bar here in downtown Dayton. I am with my guest um, for this podcast. She's done quite a bit for herself in the music industry within Dayton, Ohio. We get to learn about her today. It is one and only Don Montgomery. Say hello. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Nice. Yes. It's nice to finally meet you. I've heard about you for years. Oh, you as well. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I just want to know, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you listen to? Oh. It's so based on my mood. Okay. Um, if I if I'm, have to be up and at it and on the road early, um, I usually put the Breakfast Club on. Okay. For my drive. Um, if I'm dragging a little bit, I'll usually listen to some R&B or something like that. All right. Um, and if I'm really dragging, it'll be silence. Oh, or read a book or something like that. Um, I do like audio books. Audio books, okay. Which one is your favorite? Is there one in particular you like? Uh, book wise? Yeah, audio book wise. Oh gosh, it's all over the place. Okay. Um, it's it's whatever I'm I'm into at the moment. All right, that's fine. Cool, fair enough. Now, um, I did some research on you. Um, you lived in Dayton pretty much all your life. Like you went to high school and college around here. So you're pretty much a city kid. So I'm just curious, what's it like growing up in a city? Um, I thought it was great. Um, you know, we had a lot of great things. We had we had the arcade, which I'm so excited that that's getting yeah, that's coming. Rebuilt. Come, yeah, it is. Um, we we had the Troutman Studio, which I was always obsessed with, and that that heritage there. Yes. Um, we have so much here. Um, that influences music yes. that, that a lot of people don't know about. So, um, you know, sometimes Dayton gets a bad rap, but I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, there's bad neighborhoods in all communities, but more uh, Dayton, more often than not, it's positive. People come here to make their careers happen. So, yeah, I agree. I think it fairly gets a bad rap sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think the other thing is that being a kid, I know because as a kid myself, I grew up, more of a suburban neighborhood, so it wasn't near the city. I always would hear my parents, they would say, oh, downtown Dayton, it's dangerous at night, you can get kidnapped. 
I mean, bad things can happen, but you just gotta be alert. I mean, yeah. and I think, and I also think people that get into trouble and they, they were looking for trouble to begin with. Absolutely, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I went to high school downtown, so to me, that was just every day, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, there were lots of places to go, things to do, catch the RTA, you can go to the mall, you can go to um, yes. so many different places, so it was great for me. Absolutely. Um, now, of course, you're mostly known for your work in the local music scene. And it had to start somewhere, because you've been to a lot of concerts in your life. What was the first concert you ever went to? Um, the first concerts that I remember were actually, um, my dad is a huge live music fan. Okay. Still to this day. Um, and as a little kid, um, he always took me with him to the Women in Jazz Festival, to the Reggae Festival, yeah. Blues Festivals, you know. So those are all the live experiences. That at the Blues Festival, where was that usually located? Uh, I think it's, it's a, the memory's a bit foggy, but I think it was Yellow Springs, maybe. Okay. Now the Women in Jazz and Reggae Festival, I remember really clearly, but yeah, um, you know, downtown Dayton, you know, live events at Island Park. Those were all my first experiences. Whereas I was. Um, brought up on live music when hip-hop came onto the scene. I yes. was all hip-hop, so. I understand. Um, I know one that I wish I had been at that my husband was at. He, he was six years older than me, so he yeah. was able to do some things that I didn't, but there yes. was a Public Enemy concert there that I wish I had gotten to go Oh, to. man. <laughs> and what year was this? I don't remember. 1990? It was, it was, it I think it was in the late 80s. Around the time 80s. they were first coming out. In their prime. In their prime. Sure. Well, that I would I would check that out. But man, well, that's that's cool that he got to do that. Yes. Now, I did get to go to a couple good shows at Memorial Hall. Okay. My high school years. Um, yes. Like Jodeci was a big 90s R&B fan. So. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, it's a band. Well... You might be Genesee. thinking of Lettucey. Yes, that's I got the two mixed up. I'm yep, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. Genesee, yeah, that's the R&B band. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for correcting me. <laughs> no um, excellent. Um, now, of course, you like music. Do you watch musical movies? And if you do, is there any that you like? Well, I really dislike musicals. Okay. But I really enjoy movies that focus around music okay if that makes any sense that does make sense i'm just not a fan of you know mid dialogue so you don't like grease you don't like you don't care for stuff like that no no i, no, I don't um i i really like movies that tell the story of bands and artists those are my all-time favorite yeah but i just don't like people breaking out in song and mid dialogue <laughs> it's just nothing wrong with it it's just not my thing it's an acquired taste but that's fine i was just curious if you did or not all right. Um, now, of course, you're um, you're the widow of legendary R&B producer Mo Beats. He's from right here in Dane. He died a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, I was just curious, how did you meet Mo Beats? How did that come about? Um, music. Um, I was managing an art, a local artist. Yeah. Um, and of course, he was the the center of the Dayton scene. Okay. Um, and uh, we we met that way, became friends. Okay. We, we were good friends for a long time and it just turned into more um all right slowly and surely over time it just yes, uh, yes. that's a good way to grow a relationship yes of course from there now um 
you and Mo, you um, helped ran um, Raise the Bar Studios. And I was kind of, did, now, did you two launch that studio, or was it just Tim? How the hell that come um, being creation? It, we created it together. Um, All right, and what was it like launching that? Well, it, it, it kind of was a in stages thing because um, prior to that, Mo um, worked uh, in a studio on Dryden Road. It was first yeah. FJM. Um, he started there in 1996, and then um, in 2001 they rebranded to the lab. So okay. he was there then, um, and then in 2012 we decided it was time for us to do it on our own and do it um, yes. pretty much his dream studio so um, that's when we uh, branded at Raise the Bar and um, moved to our new location well now six-year location yes um, at North Dixie and Benchwood yes um, so that that was a lot of hard work but a really fun process um, uh-huh with launching that new location and having the benefit of social media now, yeah, um, we really tried to take everybody along for the ride on the build because it was a three-month build. Uh-huh. Um, just the this the studio is built so sonically well. Yes, um, and I've behind seen the pictures. walls, in the walls, absolutely. Everything. And I've seen pictures of it through Facebook. It looks amazing just by looking at it. I haven't been there in person yet. Hopefully, maybe that's on my bucket list, but it, look, it, looks, it, it looks great. It thank, looks great. Thank you, thank you. So when we uh, when we opened the doors after that build, um, it, we just hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a wonderful thing. Um, okay. And then we kind of, you know, when when Mo passed. Yeah. Um, it was another reopening, um, and kind of a completely different, but the same same time yeah i imagine him dying it left a big void for you i imagine and also people a lot of artists worked with him because yes. i first heard of him back in it was 2014 because i i was at i was a college radio dj at wsu mm-hmm. and there was a lot of, um I, I look up independent artists his name definitely came up when it came to the hip-hop genre here mm-hmm. in dane ohio and um he did reach out to me once because i was gonna i had my um I was holding my first ever Dayton's Any Music Madness tournament. He was like a co-artist for one of the tracks. And he was like, Dan, it's really cool that you played that track. He, mm-hmm. So he, he reached out to me. That's really the only time me and him ever communicated. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool. Uh, he gave me a nice little endorsement on him playing his music in the station. He, he was a big fan of college radio. Yeah, based definitely. On, yeah, so so it was good. So And it was very, yeah, so it was very, unti- very suddenly that he died. Because yes. he... How old was he? 45. Only 45. He died young. Yeah, yeah. 45. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. He had a very aggressive form of cancer. Yeah. And, um, it just completely blindsided us. Yeah. But um, that just, since we couldn't change that, the best I could do was continue his legacy with the studio. Absolutely. And, and, and all of that. Yes, and you should be commanded for it. Yeah, that's thank that's amazing. You, thank you. Well, it, it's really my team that allows me to do it. Yes. You know, bef- bef- when it was Mo and I running it, you know, Mo did all the engineering. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge void to fill. And even though yeah. it can never be exactly the same, the my staff of three engineers are amazing people and talented engineers, and they make it possible. Yeah. Without that, I could never do it. 
Absolutely. Now, of course, you and Mo, throughout the years, you've worked with many artists yes. through Race the Bar Studios. I'm just curious, what's been, which artist would you consider your best success story that worked with you and Mo? Someone Gosh, that stands out. That, that I, there's just, you know, no way that I could pick one. Aw. There, there, there's so many that. They're um, all tied in first. They, they, <laughs> they are. Um, it's such a great personal relationship and, um, you know, some people are called to, to perform and connect with people on the stage or through yeah. a record and others are called to be the support role and find joy in seeing those artists grow. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's been, there's been some, there, we've really loved working with everybody, but. Absolutely. Um, there, there was an artist, uh, R&B artist, Dave Speed, that we Dave, managed. Okay. That we, so much fun and so much growth with that. Um, yes. Lots, lots of out of town shows, lots of, you know, right. connecting with people. And then there are others like, um. One of my favorites, um, D Knight, who we started working with at 17. He's now 21. Okay. But, um, watching him grow into a businessman and an artist has been great. I, I've unofficially adopted him as one of my children. So. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I call him my honorary son, but he, <laughs> he doesn't need another mom. He's so got everything under control. But All right. Now, when you adopted him, did you have kids of your own or did you not have oh no kids? it's a, it, it's a joke i call him my honorary son oh so you did you didn't adopt i did not i, I did well not you sold it him. well i thought you was being I, serious in my heart i did um okay. but i actually have a son who is the exact same age as he is okay um my okay. Uh, my boys are 18 and 21 and, cool um and he's also 21 so um i there's definitely some maternal things going on but even when the artists were only a few years younger than me i felt the same way Absolutely. Now, from a national standpoint, I know that Kid Cudi and a few of the members of Boone Thugs and Harmony, they have some ties to Dayton, Ohio. Would you know if Mo ever worked with them or met um, them? Yeah, Busy Bone recorded in our studio. Yes. Um, we've, we've had quite a few national artists over the years um, in and out. Okay. Um, like Gucci Man. Oh, um, okay. Scarface. Uh, oh, that's a big one. Yeah. I, I know I'm forgetting, like, everybody right now oh jim jones um uh most recently um young blue which is one of the the younger guys it's yeah. got a lot of buzz going okay um, cool we've also gotten to work with legends like we've done a zap album we've done yeah a few things, so. yeah zap yes now i want to ask since you, you got to work with mo a lot uh, mo's the best advice career-wise that Mo ever gave you? Uh, it, there's a lot there, but what stands out the most is even from the time we, we were just beginning a, a friendship, Yeah. Um, he would be so frustrated with me for not believing in myself enough. Yeah. So he, what he would always say to me, usually in frustration, was recognize your greatness recognize your greatness yeah and now I I catch myself repeating that to other people who need to understand how great they are yeah um, and they just don't so yeah that's definitely the best and when I start to doubt myself I still hear him say hey recognize your greatness quit being stubborn and you know <laughs> believe in yourself Yeah, that's great um, now I got a few more questions for you um, mm -hmm. 
With them raise the bar studio, what is that? What's that studio gonna be up to this summer that people should care about? Um, well, first of all, we are, um, gosh, we are so booked right now. Yes. Um, we, uh, so we want to work with everybody. So just um, be a little patient with us, book in advance. Okay. Um, right now, we've got all but two days in May booked. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we we are making some some incredible music. I'm so proud of. Absolutely. Um, we are the the only downside, if there is one, of being so booked is that um, our networking series. Um, we haven't had an event in uh, I think about six months. Okay. So our networking series we've been doing since we first opened the new location in 2013. Yeah. Um, so they uh, we usually bring a speaker or a panel in to provide some business information and also um, for networking purposes because we have a lot of we have artists come producers. Anybody involved in the music business yes. or entertainment business as a whole, yes, um, we've had they come out and connect because we all need each other. You yeah, know? producers need artists to make music to make you know vocals to their beats, and yes. vice versa, and DJs and graphic designers, you name it. Absolutely. So, now, for people that want to rent out studio time, how much does it cost? Um, we charge $50 an hour $50 an hour for studio time. We do have some package rates also that give you some discounts. Absolutely. That includes the engineer um, and everything you're going to need. All right. Well, one more question. Um, once people do um, buy a package and they rent it out, um, only because I'm not a music producer myself, would someone know how, like, would, would, does it help that you're already trained to make music before renting a house studio? Because I've seen it in my head, these other studios around the world, is you got these big board with all these buttons. Would you have to be trained to work that before renting out a studio? Well, that that's not really how our studio works. Okay. Um, you, you work with one of our engineers who is Okay, an and a house engineer then? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and that rate, of course, includes the engineer. Yes. Um, so they, they are an absolute expert in, in the audio side of things, and of course, um, they they will handle all of that, but they'll also provide um, as much as you want. Yes. Um, some guidance, production touches, yeah. you know, um, because a lot of times people know what they want the end result to be, but they don't know how to get there. Yes. So that is the specialty of our engineers. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you wish to add today? I am all out of questions. Is there any concerts you're going to? Or anything that should get recognition? Um, I'd say be on the lookout for a new event series. I can't say a whole lot about it, but okay. it will bring together live bands and hip-hop, and I'm really excited about it. So be on the lookout for that this summer. This summer, all right. Well, I'll be on the lookout. Well, Don, it's been my pleasure. Good luck to you, and hopefully one day soon I will visit the studio. Please check it out. I don't know if I can play, but I'll take a look at it. Yeah. All right, thanks, Don.
dedicate the bars to a city icon. True heavyweight of ours, a motivator with magic that can elevate the stars and educate. It's only right we celebrate and guard your legacy. You know your boy cooking something beautiful. I know you in the sky still pushing buttons as usual. And we gon' stay raising yeah. the bar for you, Mo. But we go all the way. Okay, 9-3-7 is our time we ready. Uh -huh. From the oaks to the band, man, we shine so heavy. Yeah. Ain't no way you can break us, cause our minds are steady. We man. on the time with the grind and no mind to pick. Yeah. Uh, own it, live in the moment. Mo is the only definition of what a real pro is. Most of gummy, we love you, bro. And from this point, only time will show. Uh, you know, Mo. Another legend, I'm stressed. I can feel it in my heart and my chest. I'm hearing voices and they telling me to go be the best. So I'm sticking to the plan. God know me the best. It's hard to try to be the man when you're going through death. But you win and you lose when you fight in success. Dating is a small yeah. place. I'm trying to make it the best. Man, take my composure. Master, we're holding the poker face. And knowing the smallest cracker just cause the surface to break. But how do you keep it straight when you damn near 20 in and out of nowhere lose your mentor and friend when who you lost is a person? Who helped you cope with the loss That emptiness really leaves you feeling open and lost But for more we gon' do it Straighten back and stiff lips It's dating versus the world No reward without risk So Hillside, what if they get gorilla? We banana pill slide. My brother murdered off me, and you see the pain in my eyes. Create science with these lines. I'm dating's bill not without the big homie. There's no record in the natural, unimaginable. Don't understand why you had to go. Wanna drop a tear, but yeah. no emotions from a chip Even though he's gone, yeah. no beats through me. Hey, first GTC breakup. Now every day I wake up, still can't believe we lost more. Damn, our dark night through the morning, even though we still mourning. This dying here after the Storm. And there could never be another You and Skater was like brothers Real coach, it was all on the flow 
A real husband and a father with a son, so you got him. Got him. Taught him, got him trying to glow. We love you, Mama. Welcome back to Ohio is on Fire. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I think it's now time for the last of Ohio. I want you guys to mark your calendars. Thursday, June 6, 2019. It is the return of Dayton's Indie Music Madness. Yes, the coolest tournament around and the most unpredictable tournament in music has returned. It's coming this summer, and what it is, it's the contest. I put the best music artists in the region throughout Ohio, and they go against each other, competing for votes. And here's what this tournament, this year's tournament's going to entail. 32 music artists from Dayton, Cincinnati, and throughout Ohio, they will compete to determine who has the best song and the best fans in Ohio and maybe the world. All artists have one pre-recorded song or instrumental release. This has been released anywhere from April 1st, 2018 through April 30, 2019. They can use that to represent them in the tournament. And of course, the rules is that this is an elimination tournament by blocks. There'll be four groups of eight artists. One group will air each week over the summer. And that's a total of 32 participants. There'll be eight artists representing each group that's aired. Each group is represented by a genre. As this week, I'm going to have a rock block. I have a hip-hop and R&B blog, country blog, and pop blog. So we, this for the first time ever, we're doing genres. As in years past, I kind of had a mixed random bag. Like, each blog was just a mixture of all sorts of musics. I'm trying genres this year. I think it'll be definitely a way to um, simplify the audience. It's easy to discover new acts by their sound, by their Pacific sound. So we'll give this a shot this year. And, of course, for the first time ever... This will be in podcast form, as in the last three tournaments that I did, I was at WSU 169 FM, and those were very enjoyable. It did play to its own college audience, so I had rules to abide by. And I, although I was happy to do those tournaments, there's some things I couldn't always do. I had to be... There were things I had to do for the college audience and for college radio rules. This year is going to be different, as it is going to be in podcast form. For the first time ever, you can download these shows on iTunes, you get it at Spotify, and definitely for the first time ever, it's going to be on iHeartMedia app. And of course, you can go to the website at iHeartMedia, where you can find all the podcasts, and of course, you can find Ohio is on Fire under the Eventide Podcast Network group. You can find those shows, and these, these songs, they will air in its full length as you hear them, and they get released by podcast. And of course, it's also going to be on Google Play. And it's going to be on all podcast directories that you wish to find, as I am podcasting now. Before, this was just exclusive to college radio. And when I was on WSU 169 FM, of course, then I would upload them to YouTube. A lot of things have changed, as I've definitely have gone pro. 
I'm expanding my audience. You can find these shows for the first time on pretty much any podcast directory. And of course, you can listen to the tracks. These songs that I do include the tournament, they are available by either um, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, or Bandcamp. So these tracks are already available. But there's so many songs out there. This is a way to discover the best of the best. These guys are doing the best to engage your audience online. I wanted to consider this the Super Bowl of indie music. And hopefully, um, it's a, your opinion what you think of this tournament. But it is a lot of fun. I hope this tournament one day is considered the mecca of music. As it's early on still. This is the fourth tournament I've ever held. And I want this to be the best of the best. And the most unique, as I believe each artist has his own unique sound. Like, because not only is there the genres of rock, rap, hip hop, and then you go country, and then you got pop, but they're, they come in so many forms. There's a lot of subgenres, there's a lot of tributes, lots of dedications and evolution of sounds. I, I think every artist I'm going to have in this year's tournament is going to bring something to the table. It's going it's to stand out. And I'm proud of that. That's something I strive to do with these tournaments have something unique in every song and determine who is the best the very best in the world in any music and now of course these shows will debut on thursdays at my patreon.com slash ohio's on fire and of course you can get the show early by paying for one of my tiers at either one dollar five dollar twenty five dollars fifty dollars or a hundred dollars but not only that there are some changes to the voting process as the last three tournaments I've had voting exclusively at facebook.com slash groups slash Dayton's Indie Music Madness. This year, I've expanded on the voting. Not only is it going to be available at the latter website I just mentioned, which is the home of Dayton's Indie Music Madness, not only will there be free voting available, but you can pay extra to get more votes. Yes, you can vote for your favorite artists up to four times. You get the free vote at Facebook. And then you can go to patreon.com slash Fire during the month of June. And for $1, you can vote one extra time. For $5, you can vote two extra times. And $25, you can vote three extra times. So those three tires are the only ones that will unlock new pulls. With the artists that's being featured during their week, you can vote for them. And the money that's raised will go to the final cash pool for the four finalists. As this tournament will start with 32 artists, it will end with a final four. As weeks one, weeks one through four during the month of June will be the block weeks with eight artists. And then first week of July, which is week five of the tournament, the final four will be revealed. They will air one last time, plus I might have additional tracks from those four artists. Just to show off their talent of work. And then come week six, I will have a live championship reveal. And, of course, the artists meet each other for the first time. And I talk to them, and then we the voting ends during that show, and then I announce a champion. The winner will get most of the money that was raised during the month of June. And of course, in second place, we'll get the second most, third place, third most, fourth place, fourth most. Also, the champion, they will win a golden certificate plaque. That's also been tradition, because money goes away after a while, but... You get to keep something for good. You get a physical award, and that's why I've given to the last three winners. And the fourth winner will get have this as well. I will make this personally, and it's something that's unique, and really, and I think it's really touching. All the three artists, they've always liked getting a personal award because it shows that they were the best of the best. 
and that lasts a lifetime. It lasts longer than money, but money is important because I need to raise cash for this some um, cash pool. That's going to be in June, and I might donate some money myself in addition to what's raised in June to add to this cash pool. And there might be additional prizes to the first place winner, as I've had additional treats for the people that have won in the past. I usually decide that last the week before the championship. Just depends on um, what they like and how I get to know these people, and it's amazing. There's nothing like it in the world, and I'm very, I am very proud to present Dayton's Indie Music Madness 2019. And of course, let's focus on the month of May. You're listening to this episode; it release, it's been released in the month of May of 2019. I am raising money for Xenia Area Fish Food all this month of May, and they will get that money sometime in June. You once again, you gotta go to Patreon.com/OhioIsOnFire, and you can buy a one dollar, five dollar, twenty-five dollar, fifty dollar, or a hundred dollar tier to help my show out. But of course, this month, all the proceeds is gonna go to Xenia Area Fish Food, so they can buy food for those that are in need. Please do that because we're almost halfway through the month, and we need to raise money for good cause. And I'm doing that. I will donate some money on top of what's ever raised through this fundraiser this month. So that is it for Hives on Fire. Stay tuned next week for episode 192. As I get into more shenanigans, I talk about the things I care about the most. I'll have another interview with some local people that are on the rise. And the next episode will be some people that I've known for years. They're really doing cool things in, in the area. And I had a great and I had a fun interview with these guys. You gotta wait till next week to find out who it is. Of course, you can always visit me at facebook.com slash Ohio's on Fire show. You can find out early. You can find out who it is now and get the news on the show, any videos, news, and photos that are we revealed about the show. You go there. That's the exclusive home for news on Ohio's on Fire. So next week is 192. So until then, everyone be safe out there. Remember to love one another. Please donate money for Xenia Area Fish Food this month. Of course, next month it's the return of Dayton's Indie Music Madness 2019 edition. So with that, Raise the Bar Studios, Don Montgomery, The Legend, Mo Beats, that's the way it is.